Hola, mis amigos. Estoy aquí en Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. I got the ocean here and the water is getting real close. All right, I'm going to make this quick. Uh, this was a completely different style podcast than we've ever recorded the Circle Up podcast. It was about spirituality. It was about um, the nature of consciousness. It was about... Uh, psychedelic awakening and the benefits psychedelics can have in your life. And so, uh, you know, most of the podcasts about community and discipline and being the man you've always wanted to be. And there is some of that on this show, but a lot of it was about just um, the nature of consciousness, the nature of your mind. Um, I love Adam. Um, you know, we've we've shared some some fun experiences together. We met each other for the very first time at Chocolate Groove in Toronto, which is a um, which was a, a, such a fun event for me and so many positive things have happened for my life from learning about cacao uh, and, and learning to let go and dance. And so Adam, happy to have met you there. And then we shared another dance experience together at Troy Boy, which is uh, one of my favorite trap artists, turns out to be one of his favorite trap artists. And, um, and I just wanted to, to get him on here because he's, he's like, he's so relaxed. And, he, and he's not in a rush. And he takes action from a place of uh, self-assurance. Right? And knowing that it's all not that serious. But instead, life is more playful. And so I was just, I was astounded by how he was showing up in the world. And really excited to dive into some of the philosophies and influences that help him become who he is today and the man he is. And so, Adam, I appreciate you, dude. I was excited to have you on the show. Really happy to have listened to the episode and uh, to share it with our listeners, to share it with the world. I think if you plug in all the way to the end, you're going to be pleasantly surprised, um, especially getting into kind of the purpose of meditation, how to do it how it shows up in your life and the, and, and the exact same with, with psychedelics as well because uh, both have made a dramatic impact on my life. And so enjoy. It's an entertaining conversation. Uh, tune in, plug in, and I hope you apply it in your life and let me know what you think. So thanks for being a listener on the show. Um, te lo agradezco. I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Circle Up Podcast. That's ego. That's that's separation consciousness. So, God consciousness or or um, the the goal of all of spirituality, enlightenment, uh, the that that state of consciousness has nothing to lose. So, mm. if you have nothing to lose, then there's no reason to be serious. You have infinite time to just play around and joke around. <laughs> yeah, that that reminds me of seeing you at Troy Boy. And just like you and your buddies, like having your shirts off in the middle of the club, just like absolutely getting after it. And like part of me was wondering, like, it takes a really big ego to want to like stand out like that. But then it, then it seems like it, that really isn't the way that you you guys were approaching that at all. It was like, I don't give a shit at all. Like, this is just supposed to be fun and playful. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 uh, I was so surprised seeing you there because uh, Troy Boy is one of my favorite um, producers. He's got the best trap i've ever heard so good and i was kind of disappointed that more people weren't like moshing and stuff so my <laughs> friend was like, 
let's get the energy up. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I was going to say, because, like, like, people, when they rave, like, they're usually having a good time. Like, most people are fans of the, the producer or the DJ. And so, like, their, their level of excitement and energy is, like, up here. And then typically, you know, if they're doing drugs or something of that nature, it's, like, up here. But you guys were, like, fucking, like, <laughs> up here. And I'm just, like, holy shit, these guys are getting after it. <laughs> That was fun. Man. That's awesome. It's a spiritual experience for me listening to Troy Boy. <laughs> mm. One other thing before we get started, it was so hilarious last last week on Thursday. So two two kind of events happened back to back. Well, I'd, let's say three. The first one that it was is I said I wouldn't smoke any weed for a week, and I was getting prepared for a public speaking competition that I was in. So on nice. the Wednesday, I did the competition. We actually won the competition. So like that was exciting. It was like, ah, and we ended up doing what we came to do. But on the Thursday afterwards, um, you know, I went through the day of like having fun in High Park with my roommate. We did a little bit of psychedelics, um, just a tiny bit of mushrooms as we walked through High Park. And we got to this bench where a couple things happened. We sat down on the bench and we busted out the weed and we started grinding it up and like getting ready to smoke it. And this man with his daughter walked by and he was like carrying her and he kind of just like stood for a moment and we, so we shot the shit with him for a little bit. His name turned out to be Duke. And in the, if there wasn't like a more clear example that I'm God, other than this guy was randomly there named Duke and we were busting up this weed that was named Duke Nukem. And like, just like the infinite amount of strands of weed and the infinite amounts of dudes that could have been walking by at that time and us sitting there in the park. And I decided that I wasn't going to smoke weed until that moment. I was just there and we took the hit. It was the best high of my entire life. <laughs> and the next day, actually, my roommate listens to a lot of Alan Watts. He looked at me. He's like, you know, this is Satori, right? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Um, uh, the next day I actually screenshotted these pictures that you posted on your Instagram and I showed it to him and we were sitting there for breakfast. Just like, yeah, I guess we are. It said, let all those who have ears hear you are literally God. And it was the next day. Recently, you have been pretending to be less than God. You can remember that your true nature is literally God. You can remember this right now, or you can wait until you die. Um, and I just like, like all these events back to back. And it was just like, it's pretty obvious, man. <laughs> it's interesting back to that idea of arrogance right because you said it was very arrogant for me to or it appears arrogant to be at Seemingly. a club with your shirt off and stuff like that right but I was actually thinking about this today I was looking in the mirror and I was telling myself like I'm God and I was conscious of like oh my god I'm God and that seems like an arrogant statement right because it's like, oh, you're God. Wow. You're, you're God. Like, oh my God. Like, look at this guy, right? He thinks yeah. he's God. But it's interesting because to say that you're God, really, that's the most humble statement that you can make. Because what that means is that I, as a separate self, literally don't exist. So, and since there is no Adam, then what is left over is the entire universe, which is, mm -hmm. which is God. Mm -hmm. So the word arrogant, usually it means if you're being e egotistical or narcissistic, sure. right? It's like, if it's all about Adam, but I'm not saying Adam is God. I'm saying there is no Adam. <laughs> There's only God. And Adam is just an idea in the mind of God. 
So it's actually the least egotistical thing to say that you're God. But what is even more interesting is that the egos, the egos project their own arrogance, their own egotism. Because when, if, if, if we look at the Bible story, right, the, the way Lucifer, the devil, the way that he left heaven, he was one with God, but he wanted to leave heaven. He wanted to rule as separate from God. He wanted to rule in his own domain. And that represents the, the ego separating itself from God and wanting to be its own individual ego. And um, that's a very arrogant thing to do because you actually can't be separate from God. Wherever you go, you're, you're God. Mm. <laughs> you know, you can get as far away as you want, but you're going to be God either way. Yeah, this conversation so, can be a little bit frightening if, uh, if misinterpreted, because one of the things that resonated with me when I had this kind of this, this awakening moment, this enlightenment moment where like Ian looked at me and he said, Hey, you know, this is Satori. And, you know, I wrote in my journal that night, Ian in my life is a reminder that I'm God. And, um, that was, it was, it was a little bit frightening because Alan Watts talks about like, if you misinterpret it the wrong way, then, you know, they're going to take you in the Western society. And they're going to lock you up. Cause you're going to go around talking about, Hey, I'm God. And like trying to get people to like bow down to your will versus the realization that because I'm God, it means really there's no separation at all between me and everything. And I am the universe and you are I, and I am you. And so that, you know, it's I'm kind of wrestling with that, but hopefully we can tackle some of those ideas on the show. And, you know, well, as a, it's my specialty. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to get started. If you're ready to go, we could, we could jump in. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, audio's all good. Everything. Yeah. You sound great to me, man. Okay, good. Sound great. Beard looks good. We're ready to go. That's it. <laughs> okay, man. So this is the circle up podcast and we typically start this off with a check-in. So I'll just have you share your first and last name where you're checking in at from a scale from one to 10. And then I'm going to read you a quote and I was hoping you could share what it means to you. And here's the quote, the fear of death follows from the fear of life. One who lives life fully is prepared to die at any time. So whenever you're ready, man, jump in and I'm looking forward to this. So you want me to say my name, the, what I'm checking in at, and then uh, describe a little bit about that quote? Yeah, why is it important to you? Hello, my name is Adam Michelli. I am 20 years old, and I've been studying personal development, spirituality, and consciousness for over five years. I'm extremely interested in the very important question of what is reality? What is the present moment? What does it consist of? What is my life? Why, why is there existence? Why are you listening to a podcast right now? That's an important question. Not too many people are interested in this question for reasons that I don't understand, but this is what interests me the most. So I've spent tens of thousands of hours investing time going on meditation retreats. I even went to go live in Thailand with monks for six weeks. And uh, I meditate every single day. I contemplate, I read, and um, I've really been able to raise my baseline level of consciousness. And basically, um, that's what I'm most passionate about. 
uh, that uh, I'm checking in at, uh, let's say, an eight, because believe it or not, I'm a little bit nervous for this podcast because I don't know, I just am, and that's okay. <laughs> Nothing and, to be nervous um, about. Yeah, it's it's all good. And um, the quote, uh, how, how, how does it go? Oh, the fear of death follows from the fear of life. He who lives fully is not afraid to die. That's a beautiful quote because sometimes I talk to people and whenever you're in a state of consciousness where you're afraid of dying, where you're afraid of something bad happening to you, basically what that means is that you are not satisfied with the trajectory of your life. You're not living fully. You're not giving life your all. You're, you're holding back. And the reason why you're afraid to die is because you know subconsciously that you're wasting your life. <laughs> Basically, you're not living well. And someone who lives well is constantly um, facing death in every moment. They're on their edge, right? We obviously talk a lot about this in the masculinity community, always on our edge, always um, pushing beyond the boundary of fear. and um, that's that's the best life to live. That's that's the point of being alive is to is to not is to give your gift fully. And I th I think uh, sounds like there's a lot of David Data. I don't know if I had to pronounce his last name Data, but there's a lot of um, the way of the superior man in in the living on your edge there. Yeah, I've I've read that book like five times, and. Um, in my opinion, if you're if you're a guy, then you have to sleep with that book on your bed. <laughs> it's it's like it. Even if you read the whole thing, you 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 don't even understand what it's about. You have to go back to the beginning and then start again. Yeah, there were so many pieces of it where I was just like, hmm, I don't know if this is actually relevant for my life. But there's a couple where right from the get, you just you just it strikes a strikes a chord, and you're like, okay, I need to start implementing this immediately. Yes, 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 yes. In it's, terms of like ejaculating up your spine, I don't know <laughs> about things like that, but there's like the, some sexual yoga practices in it. it. <laughs> I figured it out. It's a hit or miss for me. It's, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it, uh, it's, it basically feels like the energy, you're, you're circulating it throughout your body and it, it yeah. feels kind of akin to like a, kundalini awakening or a mushroom trip or, or something like that okay i actually was gonna start with something different but now that you mentioned living at your edge i took that chapter's um, introduction and i wrote it down so that i could share it so we could just jam on it a little bit because i'm a big fan of the concept of meeting yourself where you're at before you take yourself where you want to go and i think that's hugely important because no matter where you are listening to the show and listening to these words of Adam and I, you know, you're going to be at a different place in your life. And so meeting yourself where you're at allows you to now know, where do I take my first step from? So this is, this is what it says. It says in any given moment, a man's growth is optimized. If he leans just beyond his edge, his capacity, his fear, he should not be too lazy, happily stagnating in the zone of security and comfort nor should he push beyond his edge, stressing himself un unnecessarily, 
unable to metabolize his experience. He should lean just slightly beyond the edge of fear and discomfort constantly in everything he does. Which is why I'm happy we're doing this podcast, man, because every time I do this show, I feel like I'm at my edge a little bit. And uh, for those that listen to the show consistently, because there are a lot of listeners that come back every week, this will be totally different (laughs) than most of the episodes, especially considering how we've started already. So anyway, so what I wanted to begin with, this is extremely important, is that if, if you're interested in realizing your full potential as a man and being the the best man that you can be then literally what that means is that you need to be doing consciousness work and you need to be investing time and energy into identifying with and mastering your own consciousness and i actually have a really good video about this on my channel that we'll talk about later but i i give them basically a logical proof where basically masculine energy what that is, the actual substance of masculine energy, it's literally pure consciousness that that's what you are. All of the masculine qualities like freedom, strength, direction, purpose, all of that literally is pure consciousness. And that is really the purpose of all spirituality. And one thing we talk about a lot in the masculinity circles is the the purpose, right? And how it has layers where it's like an onion where you you have outer purposes that are a little bit more shallow they're they're not as deep to your core mm. and then you peel back those layers and you get to more and more important and deep purposes well i can i i don't know why i feel like this but this is an intuition every single man's purpose right at the core of the onion right at the deepest core is to realize your true nature as pure consciousness because at the end of the day that is ultimate freedom that that's ultimate um power that's ultimate strength ultimate direction so how do you how do you define consciousness um maybe even spirituality because some of the people listening uh, may confuse spirituality with religion and and so it would be i'd be interested in hearing from your perspective when you say consciousness what are you referring to that's a great question. So um, when I say consciousness, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a religious person. Uh, I I think religious is very dogmatic and silly, but I am a very scientifically minded person and a very logical person. And when I say spirituality, I really mean it in the way that the Buddha meant it, where it, it was a very scientific investigation of reality. And what I'm personally interested in is is connecting directly, scientifically, if you will, with experience, with the present moment itself, and just observing, just observing like a good scientist. So many people are against religion because it's not very scientific. But when I say spirituality, I don't mean religion. I actually mean observing your mind, observing reality, observing your consciousness. And then when I, when I say the word consciousness, what I'm pointing to is basically your present experience and everything that, it, that consists that it is made of. So, yeah, so, exactly. So thoughts, really, thoughts, cool, like sensation, touch, this entire, this noise. Entire field, 
of awareness, this entire field of awareness, when I say the word awareness, when I say the word consciousness, when I say the word presence or being, um, or even the word truth, or even the word God, these are actually all synonyms. They're pointers that are pointing to the same fact of now. And mm. this fact is right here. It's in your experience. So become conscious that you're alive now. That's what I mean when I say consciousness. Okay. I'd like to talk, I'd like to talk about uh, meditation and I'd like to talk about psychedelics. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your journey to why you're so interested in these ideas and why you're investing so much in becoming aware of yourself. Um, it didn't, it wasn't always this way. Cause I remember meeting you at chocolate groove. That was the first time we ever met. I was going to the washroom. I walked up to the stairs and went to the washroom. When I came back out, you were sitting by this table and I sat down beside you and everyone was dancing and like drinking cacao down on the floor. Um, by the way, I fell in love with cacao after that event and I eat so much chocolate. God damn, I eat so much chocolate now. But I remember sitting with you there and you told me you had just came back from um, or recently returned from this Thailand meditation retreat. So how does... How does someone get interested in doing meditation retreats? How does someone go on this journey of spirituality? Where did that start from? Okay. Um, so when I was 15 years old, I was very addicted to pleasure. Just like basically every boy in our society, we don't really have any outlet to express our energy and our creativity. So all I was doing was playing League of Legends. I got to platinum rank. And I'll, sure. I'll, crush, I'll crush all you noobs in League of Legends. <laughs> I, um, I would smoke a bunch of weed, watch a ton of porn, just like most young kids, which is terrible in my opinion. And I noticed that I feel depressed when I do that. I, I felt really bad. And I basically had an existential crisis. And uh, I realized that I was wasting my life. And I don't want to feel depressed. I want to feel good, but I just didn't know how. So that's when I started researching personal development more. And I'm so lucky that I was able to stumble upon what I believe to be a, a serious gold mine of free wisdom on YouTube, which is actualize.org. Yeah, actualize.org, um, yeah, actualize um, in my opinion, is some of the uh, most advanced and relevant personal development content that is available to humanity thus far in human history in 2020. Wow. Um, it's, it's extremely powerful. Um, and basically Leo, he was, he was talking about how to attract girls and I was 15. So I was like, okay, I want to know about how to attract girls. That's a good fit the door. Yeah. And then, but then he's also talking about other videos where he's talking about meditation and he's talking about awareness, awareness, such, such a, this concept of awareness really changed my life because the way he presented it to me really made a lot of sense where he said awareness is something that you think you have. You think you have awareness, but believe it or not, your awareness is like one out of 10,000. You actually have no awareness. You, you think you're aware. You, you live your life. You know, you do things. You talk to people, you drive your car, you think you're aware, but actually your level of awareness is one, maybe two out of 10,000. And even if you do a bunch of meditation, even if you read books, 
even if you do meditation retreats, your awareness is really only three or four out of 10,000. And literally what that means is that there are aspects of reality, subtle aspects that are flying below the radar just for the simple reason that you are asleep, you're unconscious. And even hearing someone tell you that you're unconscious, that doesn't make any sense to you because you're like, oh, what do you mean I'm unconscious? I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm hearing you talk. What do you mean I'm unconscious? Yeah, we're having a conversation, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And um, that's, that's the, the, the trick because if you, let's say, do something like mushrooms or you have a peak experience of some sort, now you realize how unaware you are, how unaware you have been your entire life. And in order for you to maintain your separation, your ego, in order for you to maintain your whole story, your bubble, your life story, in order for this to be maintained, you need to be unaware. You have to, you have to stay in a state of ignorance. Because the second you start to raise your consciousness, this, all these boundaries that you have created, those, those start to, to blur and dissolve. And that, is the, that actually literally feels like you're dying and you don't want that. Yeah, my roommate Ian Gabriel talks a lot about um, the ego and when it attaches itself and you either prove it to be wrong or somebody says your idea is wrong, then it's literally the same physiological feeling of death. And that's why we're, that's why we're so stuck on whatever we believe in. It's why it's so ch challenging for us to change our minds, even when it's, you know, scientifically proven or it's proven. Otherwise um, we just hold on to it and say, Nope, not changing my mind. That's very important that, that, and that's because it's literally life or death. People are like, Oh, it's just ideas. No, it's not ideas. It's life or death. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not even like uh, subtleties. It's, it's, if you don't agree with me, you're evil. And so it's like black and white, right or wrong. And really in reality, life happens inside of the gray. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying that, you know, you were, you know, you're 15 years old, you, you had, uh, you know, you could describe these as like addictions, things like that were pleasure oriented. And you got to a point in your life where you were really frustrated and you made a decision, you know, I want to improve my life. I want to, I want to live a good life. And so you found, you stumbled upon actualize.org. What would you say is one of the early lessons that you took away from him that became the foundation of some of the beliefs you now hold to be true, or at least got you into action? Because I talk a lot about personal development in this podcast. You know, the whole purpose of the podcast is personal development, but I talk about Jim Rohn and Alan Watts and Eckhart Tolle and these other mentors that have been really profound for me. Um, and some ideas that really shifted the way I look at life and my philosophy. Do you remember one of those early ones or one of the ones that you hold to be true now that's really impacted your life you can share with our audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, the really, really one of the, the massive shifts that happened for me when I first, I, I vividly remember when I first started listening to Leo, all of you guys, I, I highly recommend you go listen to actualize.org. It, don't, do not take for granted this resource. It's, it's free and it's, it's, it's high quality. But that being said, the, the, the big shift for me that, that, I, that, that Leo implanted into my brain is the idea of self-actualization. The idea that wherever you are in your life, whether you have a shitty girlfriend or you have a shitty job or you're overweight and you're hopelessly addicted, 
from whatever place you start, you can choose to take responsibility for your life and then you can actually engineer for yourself whatever kind of life you want. There are no limitations. Like all you can actually overcome any circumstance as long as you have the foresight and the faith that it is possible. Because we live in, in the information age of the internet. You can solve any problem, no problem. There's free info, there's YouTube tutorials. You can do literally anything. And if in, in a world where you can do literally anything, a lot of people get uh, decision shock or whatever, where there's too many, too many options, I don't know what to do. Mm. Well, here, I'll narrow it down for you. What you do is you, you learn how to become the best possible human being that you can be. And what that requires is you to study personal development, but you also have to study um, meta sources, which I call meta sources. So basically human beings who have reached the mountaintop, you go to them and you, you absorb their wisdom and you start to kind of become like a wisdom junkie. That, that, that's what I am, where I literally, I bathe in, in timeless wisdom all, all day because I, I, I need to soak myself in the wisdom of, of sages who are alive today, sages who have lived thousands of years ago. And that really is what kind of unlocks your ambition. It unlocks your potential for you to start to strive to the highest uh, potentials of what a human being can be. Because most of us, we, we strive very low. Normally, I, I remember what I was doing. It's like, oh, okay, I, I just want to make a little bit of money. I, I just want to be kind of happy. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a, a family. Yeah, don't stretch too far. You might be disappointed. You actually have no choice but to reach your full potential as a human being. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, he, Maslow, what, what's so profound about that is that, first of all, actualize.org is based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's about self-actualization. Maslow says that once you solve those basic needs of food and sex and money, then it is actually a human need for you to strive towards your full potential as a human being, which involves being a creative force in your life, making a positive impact on the world, being a visionary, being a leader, also becoming a conscious person, in, engaging yourself in spiritual investigation, which basically means observing reality, look, discovering truth these types of higher loftier ideals they're not privileges or luxuries but they're actually necessities yeah what i'm what i'm hearing from you and i'd love to to take this a step further and talk about um, meditation as a practice for self-actualization but before we get there you mentioned the, the one word that really stood out was that you you know when you what you got from leo is that you could take ownership 
of your life. You could take responsibility for the quality of life that you experience. So I think that's a huge takeaway, something that I try to take on. Another thing I love that you said there was about seeking these gurus and sages and kind of bathing and soaking in that wisdom. Uh, my roommate's such a funny guy. He has on his laptop screen, like his de- his home screen, he has a Mount Rushmore, like the, the cliff face with all of the faces, but he put his favorite mentors on there. So he has Seneca, He's got Jim Rohn. He's got Marcus Aurelius. He's got Christopher Hitchens. He's just like, it's the same idea. It's like, I'm the average of the people that I spend the most time with, but I could also spend an hour a day reading the ideas and thoughts and philosophies of some of the greatest thinkers of all time. Exactly. And then it's like you're spending time with them. Yeah. It's like going to tea with them or, you know, hanging out and having a conversation with them. So uh, I love that idea as well. One of the, the last points you made there is once you've, once you've gotten these basic needs taken care of, money, sex, shelter, um, then you can start working on, and it's a need to work on becoming more self-actualized. What about for the people that are listening um, who haven't gotten beyond those parts of Maslow's hierarchy? If they're stuck in finances and they're really struggling right now, or they're stuck in, hey, you know, um, you know, I actually don't have a girlfriend and, and uh, I'm not having sex and I feel deprived in that sense of intimacy and connection and a relationship or man, like I'm, you know, I'm just scraping by and I, and I don't have enough um, to put a roof over my head. Like how do we tackle the, do we need to tackle those things first or, or how do you think about that? So again, great, amazing questions. Um, if, if you're still struggling with your basic needs, like money, relationships, um, self-esteem that that kind of stuff then you can join the club because we all <laughs> with that stuff there's always stuff you're going to be working on right now I'm working on starting a business that doesn't stop me from meditating every single day um, I'm I'm working I have a girlfriend now but in in the past I was working on my dating skills attraction girls self-actualization is the thing that is going to make you successful with your business. That is the thing that's gonna make you successful in your relationships or with your diet and all that stuff. Really, self-actualization, it kind of seems like it's at the top of the pyramid, but really it's, it's, it's the foundation. Because when, you're, when we're talking about making money and becoming financially independent, right? That's a, that's a goal that I will achieve in the next couple years. And that's such a noble goal, but the, the way that you do that, the way that you go about achieving that depends on your level of consciousness. So am I just going to go drop ship mugs for, from China or am I going to go find some get rich quick scheme and leech off of society? Or am I going to contribute to society in a conscious way where I provide value, where I, I help the advancement of, of humanity? And in, in doing that, that is going to create for myself a, a, a better business. It's going to create myself a, a future-proof business. So business built off the right value systems. Yeah. So if you if you want to solve your basic needs, the way you do that basically is by raising your consciousness and raising your awareness specifically of the mechanics of your own psychology. That's, that's key. The, the structure of your mind. How are you sabotaging yourself? Mm. The reason why you're in the predicament that you're in is because you've put yourself there. 
So if, if you want to get out of it, you need to see that you're putting yourself there first and foremost. And then second of all, you need to have awareness over your negative self-talk, over your limiting beliefs, all that stuff. And really what that starts with is just a basic daily meditation practice. Okay. Sounds like we're at the meditation piece. I will point out, I was having a conversation. I'm living with my parents for a few days right now. Uh, I just moved out of Toronto and I'm flying to Mexico on November 10th. So I have this like interlude where I'm hanging out with my parents. But I had a conversation with my mom last night about something she was frustrated with. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, isn't that what you wanted to be in this position, like where she's frustrated? And she's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, didn't you choose to be there then? And she's like, well, yeah. And I said, then what are you upset about? And she's like, oh. I guess this is what I wanted. <laughs> so it's like whether or not you really want to, whether or not like you can positively say like, you know, the position I'm in is, you know, the position I want to be in. The choices we've made up to this point has led us to where we are. Um, and now the goal is to meet ourselves where, our, where we're at. Um, and the other part is like the past doesn't actually impact what we do now. It's a big the past, insight. Yeah, it's a, it's, I, I'd love if you would chime in on that because when I was, I was, it's funny, every time I listen, Alan Watts has this like 14 hour audio on Audible. Every time I go through it, it's, I pick up something new every time. He was talking about how um, the past is more like a boat's wake, where the wake that comes off the back of the boat doesn't actually push the boat forward. So the, the, the past actually happens in reverse than most people expect. It's not propelling you forward. Um, the actions you take now in the present is what actually changes what happened in the past. Well, I'd, I'd absolutely love to chime in on that. Um, if, if you would like some truth, I, I would be willing to provide it. Cheers. Um, if you actually, if you actually look in your, cheers, I'm going to, I'm going to take a drink too. There you go. So there actually there is no past that that's that's not a thing that that's not that's an that's a concept it's an idea it's it's a it's a, a basically a working model for how you think reality works that okay there's a past sure that that allows me to be functional in the world but if you actually observe your experience right now you'll notice that the entire time it has been the present moment and then your memories, those are occurring in the present moment. And then your ideas of the past, that is also occurring in the present moment. So you're actually inventing the past on the fly. And then you, you at the same time as you're inventing the past, you're telling yourself that you're not inventing it, but that's actually a real thing. And I'm not, actually, I'm not trying to be cute here. I'm not saying, oh, there's no past. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm actually being literal. You actually look, don't believe me. Just look, where, where is the past? Where is it? Yeah, you can't grab it. Um, the power of now was the first time that I ever read, like really the, at the end of the day, the past doesn't exist. The future is just a projection that's happening right now in the present moment. Everything is happening now. So it's very easy. I fall into this trap all the time to create a self story, which is what, what all of us have done. We create a self story. And then we live our lives based on the self story, based on your past actions. But that past self isn't even you. You are actually born again in each moment. Every single moment is like a rebirth, right? The Buddhists talk about the idea of impermanence, where the, the body that, that was yours five years ago, that's not even your body anymore. 
that the, all the cells have completely changed. Everything is completely different. In each moment, there is actually a, a glorious rebirth. And you are conditioned from the past moments, right, that supposedly exist. But you, at any time, you can actually choose to break that conditioning and then to make a new decision. Yeah, it reminds me of the idea of like something from nothing, right? Like if you're listening to this podcast right now and, you know, you keep procrastinating on some idea that you're planning on taking action on or some new habit that you want to build or something that you want to stop, you don't need to look back and say, well, I've always done it this way. You can literally create from nothing right in this moment, anything you want. Yes, exactly. I think that's really beautiful. If someone wanted to dive deeper into this idea, I would recommend Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Is there any other resources you'd recommend? Because I know that's a lot to digest in, in one go through. And I'm still, like you said, I'm still working through this concept and this idea as well. Yeah. So if, if I'm going to recommend any resource, if you take anything away from this video, um, just know that actualized.org is the, in my opinion, the highest quality resource on the internet for learning how to self-actualize, learning how to reach your full potential as a human being. His newer videos are very advanced, so go back and watch his older videos where it's a little bit more down to earth. Um, it's, 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 it's beyond words. He's, mm. he's really created a catalog of some of the most profound and important personal development concepts of all time. And then he's even weaved them together in an easy to understand and easy to digest way. The only thing you need to do is invest your time and energy, which I highly recommend doing. It's very worthwhile. I actually know people in my life, including me, of course, but I know I have friends where I show them actualize.org. They, they watch it and they're like, wow, this is amazing. They watch it every single day. They watch new episodes every single day. A year later, they're, they literally turn into like a, like a, a, a non-dual sage. We're like nice. completely awake. Their, their, consciousness, their consciousness is completely different. They are being more creative. They are achieving the things that they want in their life. Their, 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 their eyes are wide open. And if you're interested in you know, living your full potential, then that's a resource you're going to have to tap into. Beautiful. That's, um, I love broken records because they just remind you that what they said the first time is what they meant. So I appreciate that when you said that at the very beginning of the show that he's made a huge impact on your life. I will check that out. Um, I've seen his YouTube videos before, but I've never really invested a lot of time and energy into it. I will do that. Um, I really only have two more ideas that I want to explore on this first episode because I know you can, uh, you can go on and on. I would love to have you for a second round and, and beyond for this show. Can you tell me a little bit about, obviously, Leo in Actualize.org recommended to you to meditate. Um, why is meditation such an important practice for developing awareness and raising your consciousness? And how do you, because I know the practicality of meditation is really important for people. Like, how do I actually do it every day? Or how do I get myself to do it every day is a conversation that we should have as well. So why is it important to you? And how do you actually do it every day? Um, well, well, this is, uh, this is a very important topic, which I, I have made videos about on my YouTube channel and I'm going to go over it now. Um, my YouTube channel is my name, Adam Michelli. Check it out. That's, uh, I, I give all the practicalities, how to meditate, 
why to meditate, how to stay consistent, all that stuff, and also motivation for you to actually get off your ass or, or get on your ass and, and, and sit and actually do on it. On the cushion. Yeah. And um, okay, so your entire life, all, all of your life, really what it boils down to is your, the quality of your mind, right? The, the quality of your mind is what dictates the quality of your life right? So your relationships, your, your career, all that stuff that has to do with your, your mind, right? Meditation, a lot of people view meditation as like a, a side habit where it's kind of, it's, it's like, oh, I can exercise, I can eat healthy, I can meditate, I can journal, but I don't really view it like that. Meditation is the, the foundation upon everything which is built because what we're doing is we're, we're, we're getting awareness over what is happening now. And if you want to change a system, right, you need to start to observe how the system works. So if you want to change your mind, if you want to change your life, you need to observe how your life is. You need to observe the present moment. So what meditation is basically, is you taking some time every single day. I personally started with 20 minutes every single day where I find a place to sit down, a quiet place. I can cross my legs or I can just sit on a chair and I close my eyes and I just, just sit there, <laughs> set the timer for 20 minutes, sit there and just watch what, like what's happening right now. What? Okay, there's thoughts. Okay, cool. Let's let's just see what what they're doing. Why why are okay? Well, why are they doing that? Just kind of watch. And one really easy way to do it is you can kind of just very gently focus on your breath. Very very gently, just focus on your breath. And then normally you'll notice that a thought comes in and it distracts you, and you don't even know it. Like sneaks up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you're you're distracted. You very gently with very loving, with the love of, of a mother, just allow that thought to pass and go back to your breath. And if that thought doesn't want to pass, that, that's okay. You can allow that too. Just allow everything to happen exactly as it is and then go back to your breath. And you're just going to do that over and over again. It's like you're, you're training a muscle at the gym, right? So whenever you do one rep, that's one time you notice your distraction and then go back to your breath. That's one rep. And you're basically just going to do hundreds and hundreds of reps. In my life, I've probably done millions of reps of basically taking your mind out of here, concept, fairy tale, la la land, back into the present. Because that's where life happens in the present mm -hmm. moment. So it, it's about observation. We're observing how reality works, how your mind works. And it's very, very difficult to get results in your life. If you want to quit eating McDonald's, if you want to quit playing video games, the way I used to try quitting was by forcing myself. I, I, would, I, want, I wanted to have more willpower. How do I build more willpower so sure. I, can, I can be a strong man with my willpower? It actually has nothing to do with willpower. I've been able to eat uh, only fruits and vegetables for like years. I, I, I meditate every day and I don't actually exercise any willpower. What I do is I am conscious 
of what makes me feel happy and then what makes me feel sad. So when you start to meditate, you, you will naturally start to gravitate away from the video games. Not because you're forcing yourself to quit, but because you naturally don't really want to do that anymore. Instead, you realize that you like other more productive things. You're saying the McDonald's and the porn wasn't making you feel good? You know, believe it or not, I thought it would because I just figured <laughs> if it tastes the best and if it feels the best, then it must be the best. It kind of makes sense, but it turns out counterintuitively that's not how it works. <laughs> they engineer it, the meat and, the, and the, the bread and the lettuce and the sauces and all of it to taste as good as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's really a reflection of, of our culture, right? The culture you've been indoctrinated in, the belief system that you unconsciously hold is telling you every single day to chase pleasure. And you think that'll make you happy. But what you really need to do is not really change anything in your life. Don't change anything. Keep your life exactly the same. But just meditate 20 minutes per day. <laughs> and I'm telling you that your life will actually auto-correct. You actually yeah. auto-correct your life. Very beautiful. So when everything, when everything seems to be falling down, when everything is, is crumbling before your eyes and you're in the trenches and you really want to quit, don't worry. <laughs> Just sit down and meditate for 20 minutes. I promise you it will solve itself as long as you just relax and be aware. Yeah, I remember this quote. Um, it was like, if you don't have... 20 minutes every day to meditate then you need an hour yeah yeah exactly it was like um yeah it's like if you don't have enough time to meditate then uh, you need to you need to do double your time <laughs> so i only meditate for 10 minutes right now i'm following sam harris's uh, waking up app and like the beginning for the first 50 meditations, it's 10 minutes long. You recommend bumping that up to 20. I know my roommate does 20. I think he's even trying to add 10 minutes in the evening as well. Yeah, so uh, I, I started with 20. Um, I, I, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think 10 is, is too short. Um, you're you're, you're kind of shortchanging yourself because it's like it's like going to the gym and then doing three reps and then leaving you you need to it, you really only get that muscle growth when it starts to get a little bit difficult so you want to lean on your edge right so i i think 20 minutes is a, is a good starting place for all people listening um and then you just want to you want to just do it every single day and you need to not like for the rest of your life so this is like a commitment it's like every single day for the rest of my life I'm going to meditate at whatever time. If it helps to do it in the morning, do it in the morning. But you need to get that 20 minutes in. And you don't need to do a specific type of guided meditation. You don't need to do a, a, a you don't need to light a specific candle. What you really need is just to set a 20 minute timer on your phone and sit and do nothing. And there's no such thing as bad meditation. If you're lost in thoughts for the entire 20 minutes and you don't focus on your breath one time, that's good meditation. Good job. Now you know that for 20 minutes, you were lost in thoughts. Good. That, that's, that's exactly what you needed to, to see. Right? Yeah, I think sometimes that's helpful. I, I, yeah, sometimes I would sit to meditate for an hour. 
And then the entire hour lost in thoughts, the entire hour lost in thoughts. And then after the timer goes off, I say, holy fuck, I feel amazing <laughs> because I just spent an entire hour realizing how unconscious I am. Mm. Yeah, that's a big wake up call. I love how the way you described it as like, you know, as a, as a gentle mother, remind yourself to go back to the breath because you could be very judgmental of yourself. Like why the fuck is my mind so scattered? And, um, and, and it's been described to me as the meditation isn't being able to have thoughtlessness for the entire 20 minutes, but it's the recognizing that you were distracted. And so if you recognize it, that's a good job. Like you should pat yourself on the back rather than judging yourself for that. Exactly. And even if you don't recognize it, recognize that <laughs> and, and then, and then you're okay. Right. So whenever you're forcing, whenever you're, um, trying that that you're being counterproductive and it's okay even if you're forcing just observe that observe yourself trying to force it right don't don't force yourself to not force it right mm. you really just need to cultivate the sense of when you're forcing and when you're allowing and just really practice allowing practice surrender one last question about meditation before we move on to my final question, because some people are listening and they said, damn, Adam said a, a lifelong commitment to meditation. Like that is a long, like, how do I know if it's going to be worth it? Like, I'm not sure if it's going to be worth it. Um, I'm wondering for you as you're going about your day because of all the meditation you've done, how does the practical, you know, I know you said that your life will auto correct itself. Do you ever catch yourself throughout the day as a result of the meditation you do? Like, how do you notice practicing meditation show up in other areas of your life? Amazing question. I have a whole video about it called uh, how meditation works and it's just how meditation works. And I go into practical examples, which I'm going to share with you right now, where the point of observing your mind is that during the day, you're creating a little bit of space between you and your thoughts because you're not your thoughts. The thoughts aren't you. You're the one who's observing them. But normally we get stuck and lost in the thoughts and the thoughts have a tendency for some reason to always be very judgmental. The thoughts have a tendency to be negative. The thoughts have a tendency to basically sabotage you. But if you're able to observe yourself, if you're able to step back and observe what's happening, then it's way easier when you're eating that Big Mac and you're trying to quit. You told yourself you'd quit, but you, 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 for some reason you have another Big Mac in your hands and you're about to eat that Big Mac, that meditation will all of a sudden, you'll be aware and you'll be like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> And, and, and even if you judge yourself, you can even just be aware of that and you can just eat the Big Mac and you can actually just eat the entire Big Mac. But the whole time you're conscious of what you're doing, you're, you're, you're like, okay, I'm eating a Big Mac and I'm not going to judge myself, but I'm, I'm just conscious like, oh, I'm doing this because believe it or not, you live on autopilot. You live on autopilot. You're like a zombie. Just walk around zombie. <laughs> Checking my phone, scrolling through my Instagram like a zombie so 
So really, the, the lifelong commitment, I'm telling you, there's a beautiful quote by the Buddha. It was, it was something like this. I, I'm not going to remember it, so let me just tell you in my own words. Yeah, paraphrase it. There's nothing else to be doing in your life. What else are you going to do? Oh, you're too busy to meditate? Oh, you're too busy to meditate. Oh, my God. Like What meditation is, is observing now. You're just being now. You're, you're, you're appreciating reality as it is now. When you are 80, 90 years old, you are going to be so jealous of the people who took meditation seriously in their lives. And that was the Buddha quote. The, the, the people who don't meditate, when they're about to die, they're going to be so jealous of the people who took meditation very seriously. Yeah, I, I like that because it does remind me of like what life's really about. Because every time I feel like I'm in a rush or I'm in a hurry, I'm like, what am I hurrying to? Because I'm already, he- I'm already, I'm already here. When I, when I yeah. realize that I've already arrived where I'm trying to go, then there's nowhere to rush to. And I think when I sit down and I meditate, it reminds me I'm already here. <laughs> you can just totally like let your shoulders relax and, and you know get this like this constant tension that you feel walking throughout life and just let it go. Yeah, and and when you first start meditating, it, it's gonna feel like a job. I'm I'm gonna be honest. And people think, just to set proper expectations, people think meditation is going to be sunshine and rainbows. But it's really, really not. It's really not sunshine and rainbows. It's difficult sometimes. And that, that's okay. That's how you know it's worthwhile because it's difficult sometimes. But after maybe a couple months, you'll start to see the results. So don't take my word for it, but actually do the experiment meditate for a couple months every single day and then you're not going to want to stop mm. you're actually going to you're going to you're going to tell yourself that oh shit i'm going to meditate for the rest of my life so this yeah. isn't something adam is forcing you to do this is something that you want i'm forcing you to do this for your own good <laughs> but you need to see it for yourself by actually practicing and then after 6 months after a year I've been meditating for five years. Sometimes when I sit down to meditate, there's a moment where I just completely let everything go. And I'm sitting there for an hour, beautiful bliss. And then the rest of my day is like superb. Mm. And then I can be productive. I can do whatever I want. I can be nice to my family. I can be nice. I can make content because I've invested thousands of hours into being relaxed, being, being <laughs> chill, right? That's beautiful, man. If you describe it as like um, the gym for your mind, people that are listening that have never meditated but go to the gym will recognize that it didn't feel amazing at first, but once you've worked out for months and you stop, or as an example, in 2020, they close your gym, you get so pissed off, so frustrated, and then you you wonder how you ever lived without going to the gym. So it, I look like forward that. to keep doing it. it. It's like that. Yeah. So it's like that with meditation, but it's actually even a step above that because your mind is reality. Like you, your mind, your body is actually occurring within your mind. So your body will actually improve health wise if you learn how to relax. So meditation is not just med- It's not just gym for the mind, but it's actually even gym for the body, but it's not right. gym in terms of 
lifting weights, but you're strengthening your relaxation muscles, which are, in my opinion, some very um, uh, misused muscles and the muscles that people don't use very often. Yeah, underserved for sure. Um, the the final kind of idea that I wanted to explore with you, I'm not, you know, we can cut this out if you're not comfortable talking about it on camera. Um, I have a feeling you'll be cool with it. Um, I was wondering if you could share um, either your first psychedelic experience or, or ask you how did how did psychedelics find their way into your life and how has that been part of you raising your consciousness because we talked today about meditation and that as a tool to raise your consciousness and and uh you know my close friend group we we talk about and use psychedelics as a tool for like you said um becoming more conscious i have never and i re and i remember this i've never had an argument with my parents since the first time that I ever did psychedelics back in 2018. And so I'm, I'm wondering for you, how, how did you get into that world of exploring it and how has it helped you in your life? Well, uh, I think psychedelics are such a powerful tool, but just like any powerful tool, like a chainsaw, the person who's using it needs to be trained in how to use it safely and properly, right? You wouldn't give a child a, tra a chainsaw. No. So if you use it irresponsibly, you'll cut off your head. But if you use it responsibly, oh my goodness, this is a way where you can take a person who has lived an entire life, never ever glimpsing the true meaning of life. And then you can give them two grams of mushrooms. And then within 30 minutes, within a couple hours, they are going to really have an experience of rebirth where it's like you're looking at reality with fresh eyes. And the reason why it feels like that is because now you're hyper aware of the present moment. You're hyper aware of reality. Taking a psychedelic is like doing five years of meditation work in 30 minutes. Mm. And that's why they can be challenging sometimes because meditation is challenging. And psychedelics are not a replacement for meditation, but they're actually a catalyst. They actually work in tandem. If you meditate more, your psychedelic trips will be even more profound. But my cousin, she's 20 years old. I, I, uh, she, she wanted to try mushrooms, so I, I helped her get some mushrooms. And um, she did mushrooms for the first time. And I told her how to do it safely. I have an amazing video on my channel called How to Do Magic Mushrooms for Beginners. If you search that on YouTube, you'll, you'll find me. Where I explain the proper safe protocol. But basically, she did mushrooms. And she's like, Adam, that was the best experience I've ever had in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And she has lived a, an amazing life. She's been traveling. She's done all sorts of cool things. Um, she's a pretty cool person. She says, Adam, that was the best experience I've ever had in my entire life, just eating two grams of mushrooms. And she said she went to the grocery store and she, she bought an apple for herself because I always recommend eating fruit, um, just in general in your life, <laughs> eat fruit, it's good for you. Sure. She, she went to go buy an apple from the grocery store and she said, Adam, that was the best apple Absolutely. I've ever eaten. That was the best apple I've ever eaten in my entire life. Because... For 20 years, she never really realized how magnificent an apple is. Yeah. How profound an apple is. Was it was it because the that specific apple was was organic or because it was it was very ripe? No. It was because her consciousness was so 
fine-tuned. It was so um, uh, clear and vivid. Her consciousness was so clear that she can appreciate it fully. Mm -hmm. It's like watching a movie. Imagine watching The Lord of the Rings in 240p resolution. Mm -hmm. right? Where Frodo is, is all blurry and, and, and blocky. And then Gollum lo just looks like a, a, a smudge of, of beige. And then the audio sounds all distant and echoey. That's a terrible movie watching experience. You wouldn't really appreciate the Lord of the Rings if you had to watch the entire thing in 240p. Yeah, definitely. But imagine you were able to watch it in Blu-ray definition in 1080p resolution, 60 <laughs> frames per second. Damn, get, get your popcorn out. Damn, that's yeah. a good movie. Get off that's the road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's more immersive. It, it's you appreciate it more. You pick out the details more. And that's exactly how raising your consciousness feels. And mushrooms or LSD can give you a taste of that. And I talk about this in more detail in my video, how to stop taking your life for granted, mm. which uh, is, is a really good video. It just came out and uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. You guys will like it. Fantastic, man. Well, I definitely can... Uh... I resonate with the idea of like experiencing that high definition, um, you know, fruits and vegetables and even like a grain of grass and yeah. just, just spending some, just spending some time with a grain of grass and, and just um, what, what you, what you said really resonate with me is like, you're seeing reality for the first time. And like, it reminds you of how beautiful of a creator you are to have been able to create all of this and convince yourself that all of it is real. It's like down to every grain of sand in the universe. And, uh, and you see it for the first time on psychedelics and it's just a beautiful experience. I mean, like I said, I haven't argued with my parents. There's, there's been so many positive benefits in my life that uh, too many to count, frankly. Yeah. Whenever I, I come home from an LSD trip or, or something like that, or the next day, I'm so compassionate and kind just in general, just to my family, to, to people. Um, I'm just way more chilled out because you, you're getting permanent growth. It, it's, it's like you just came back from a meditation retreat. It, it's the same vibe. I've done both. It, it's the same vibe. And, and people who say that psychedelics are just hallucinations in, in the brain and that whenever you experience on a psychedelic, that's, that's some type of just like woohoo nonsense where it's just, you know, hallucinations. It can't be trusted. Those people have never tried two grams of mushrooms. <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, it just, it seems so interesting that like, even like the most trite and cliche statements that you hear every day of your life come to you during those experiences. And they just hit you like, of course, of yes. course. Yes. You get deep penetrating insights into the actual nature of reality and it's profound you actually learn stuff about yourself about existence about life it's it's that's what that's what i live for personally is understanding reality and myself deeply that's what i live for and psychedelics and are a powerful tool to do that well man i i want to say that i really appreciate having you in my hologram uh on this <laughs> on this yeah, show yeah. um you're you're profound and i know that your your wisdom is only going to continue as you satiate your curiosity i know you've got that a real thirst for knowledge that it's, i admire it's so. satiated. 
as you as you do your best to quench it. Um, I really I really admire it, and I definitely look forward to having you on the show again. You're such a phenomenal communicator, and so thank you for being here. Uh, perhaps you'd be open-minded to to experiencing two grams of psilocybin with me in the park one day. We can we can have that experience together and share that. Um, but uh, is there any last words that you want to share for our listeners before we close off the show? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you for listening. If you listen this far, then uh, I appreciate your presence here. Um, if if you like well, what I'm talking about, then that's because it's resonating with you. You you kind of intuitively recognize that what I'm saying is important, and that I I know what I'm talking about. I guess. Come check out my YouTube channel. It's called Adam Michelli. I am really doing some amazing work on there. If I do say so myself in my unbiased opinion, I'm doing some amazing work on that channel where I'm basically creating this type of content that you just heard for yourself. I'm putting it into bite-sized, easy-to-digest lectures in this exact same style where I help keep you on track and I help motivate you to reach your full potential in life. I share all sorts of personal development techniques and wisdom, practical ways to apply it in your life. And then I also talk about some extremely profound paradigm shattering wisdom that is coming from, I guess you could say source, but it's coming from my experience. It's coming from my uh, contemplation and my study of the nature of reality. So really what I'm going, what I do on my channel is I help you understand reality. And what that means is that I help you understand uh, your own mind and your consciousness because your consciousness is intimately connected to reality. So I help you master your consciousness and your mind and I help kind of lift you up into higher states of consciousness by giving you uh, tips, techniques, and also motivation. So the the my my videos i'm i'm more excited about them than anyone else and, <laughs> uh, i really feel like um I, I i can have a lasting impact on your life if you follow along with me hey amen beautifully said um i love what you're doing i know you're thanks. making a big difference in the world i look forward to having you on the show again and thanks for tuning in awesome thanks so much jonathan i appreciate your time and uh, thanks to Circle Up. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to being on the show next time.